Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here uh, uh, on on a night. It's almost getting light. Almost. Driving here. I mean, we, we're at three o'clock. It was still bright. Yeah, <laughs> but at five o'clock, when we're, when we're it's close. close. Every it's single close. day, it's just it's a little close. bit more. Isn't that you? You, you notice it I as notice a grower. It I'm, I'm driving home between four thirty and five thirty. So yeah. every day I'm seeing it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, here, here we are. It's a, 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 a wonderful Thursday night, and uh, uh, we got a full house again tonight. Uh, uh, Jenny, thanks for coming in, dear. Good to see you again. I'm in the bleachers. Yeah, you, you are. Uh, but you're not in the penalty box. No. So you're still I know. Good. I'm still good. <laughs> Last night we were in the bleachers at Hingham High School. Yeah. A terrific uh, uh, event uh, that, that the Hingham Veterans Association, uh, the school, uh, puts on, uh, uh, dedicated uh, to uh, uh, one of their uh, past wrestlers that took his life by suicide. Last year, uh, Matt Patricka, uh, 31-year-old Marine, uh, in Hingham. And it really bothered me. It's in Hingham. We're best friends with the VSO in Hingham. We talk to him all the time. How the hell did we miss him? You know, and, and as hard as Jenny tries, as hard as we all try, you know, uh, 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 it, it we're just not making the mark yet, and and we have so many uh, 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 veterans here that talk about uh, combat veterans that were in Iraq and Afghanistan, and in their platoons, they're losing more members to suicide when they come home than they did in combat. Don't we hear that, Justin, all yeah, the time? We, yeah, we hear that quite a bit. Uh, since nine eleven, we've lost about seven thousand. Troops in uh, killed in action. We've had about a hundred and forty thousand veterans take their own lives, and maybe higher than that now. Uh, Chuck used to keep us up to date on all of that, uh, but uh, it, it's it's something that that we talk about all the time. And uh, tonight we have a show that, you know, in, in an indirect way, might be able to help some folks find some peace. And our alternative healing show tonight is maybe going to be dedicated to some some vets uh, and family members that are having problems coping with what's going on today. And we have a full house, so um, I don't know, Matt, you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, my name is Matt Corcoran. I'm the director of facilities uh, at ACS Compassion in Bridgewater. And and what does that do? What what do you do there? So pretty much, I oversee the building. I uh, make sure everybody has everything they need to do their job, and also I oversee the grow and ensure that the plants are happy and we're putting out the best product to the patients. Very nice, very nice, Stevie. <clears throat> Hi, thank you. Uh, my name is Stephen Werther. I'm the president and CEO of Alternative Compassion Services in Bridgewater. 
Thanks for coming in, Steve. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having Ellen, uh, the veteran of the family. Hi, I'm Ellen Casper, and I do outreach for Alternative Compassion Services. I'm a, a Navy veteran and a 45-year registered nurse, just retired a couple of years ago. Very nice. Well, that's great. And so now you're working uh, with this alternative uh, healing methods or process uh Want to explain yourself a little bit more, dear? Well, um, <laughs> we this is a medical marijuana dispensary, and we've been open since 2018. And as a registered nurse, um, just in the typical um, Western healing, uh, we don't learn a lot about cannabis. And when Stephen decided that he wanted to venture into um, the cannabis space so that he could provide some healing for patients, um, I decided to learn a little bit about it, and I've been learning and doing slideshows and trying to spread the good word, and um, because I'm a veteran and a senior, I sort of gravitate to those two groups, and um, there's a lot of people that could benefit from it. Um, it's great for people with PTSD, it's great for anxiety, for depression, and insomnia, insomnia. I mean, we, we, yeah, we make things for uh, young people, old people. Well, and, and the industry is, is, is just, is just growing now as it's, as, as the, uh, as it's, it's all become legalized now here in Massachusetts. There's, there's a lot to learn, and I'm sure You've already come a long way since since you started three or four or five years ago. Yeah, so we've been open for five and a half years. Uh, we started uh, before. Yeah, we started before that. Uh, it's been a long process. I actually did. I selling start, or selling to nobody for a long time. Well, I started the process of getting into the yeah. application process, but we no. we uh, started building out the building in 2016. Got open in 2018, and we've been open. Uh, as a medical dispensary, as a matter of fact, just today we were f- got final approval from the state's commission to allow us to sell recreational cannabis as well. Very nice. Hey, so very nice. That. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how uh, long? A, how long a? Uh, we won't call it a fight. How long a discussion <laughs> was? <laughs> did that go on? Well, you're very kind. I yeah. would, uh, uh, well, I might. You never can tell who, who we might have on uh, next month. You know. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, actually it took us uh, over a year, actually, because there was a ban in Bridgewater, Mass., and we had to uh, do a lot of work to get the vote out and get the ban overturned. So that was overturned last January, and then you go through a pretty complex process. So here we are uh, about a year later finally getting our uh, final license, and now there's probably another two to three and maybe even four weeks before we'll get the final Commence operations they give us. So it's oh a, boy, it's a, oh, we're close. Yeah, oh we're boy, close. It's a, it's, so this is close. Oh boy. Yeah. Now, have you already got your retail shop ready to go? Yeah. So we'll be selling that right out of our medical. Dis- our medical dispensary will do oh, both. We're, okay. We're keeping our medical license because that was the whole reason why we went into business. Yeah. Was that when I I met somebody in the industry back in 2011 actually, and became very interested in the fact that I was going to be able to help people using cannabis. So that was the whole premise and the whole reason for me going into business. And 
one of the reasons, I mean, the main reason the industry has changed, we're talking about how many people there are in the yep. industry now. Yep. So it's become a necessity to have both recreational or adult use sales as well as medical sales. Sure. Um, there are different requirements sure. for both. but very, It's very highly regulated, isn't it? Very highly regulated. I mean, paperwork yeah. and and just um, um, amazing uh, controls, I'm sure. Yeah, the regulations are quite extensive. Yep. And we get, un, you know, un, unannounced inspections from the state. So, but it's not really a problem for us because we're just, just part of being compliant yeah. every day that we're open. You've got to think, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, sure, every man. single plant has to have an individual barcode that has an RFID card in it that the state can come in at any given time and just scan the room, yep. and they mm. just just to ensure that everything's in the room at any time wow. they could come. Wow, wow, amazing! Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, but if I could ask, and, and maybe you, maybe uh, you, you, you have some information, but what's this doing to the to the street corner marijuana seller? I mean, if any kids out there are so crazy. To, to buy something off the street that God knows what's inside it or, or what's involved, rather than taking a couple of steps and to go to you folks where you know what you're getting, it's highly regulated. Yeah. Do, do you think that the, the corner marijuana dealers are kind of feeling the pinch a little bit? Oh, 100%. It's, you think so, Matt? Yeah, so ever since it's been legal, it's definitely driven... I guess you would say the corner seller's price way down. Has it? Yeah, it did, definitely. Wow, Inter in, in, inter in, interesting. And uh, it's even more interesting is how the medical and the recreational prices drop. It's also the same thing. That guy on the corner, his price is going cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. When someone can just go to a medical place or you know recreational place and get a clean, tested product. Yeah, I was going to point that out. That's like it, it's, To your point... All our products have to be tested by a state-approved lab. Sure. So we know we know the, how uh, compliant and how clean our product is, but nonetheless, finished products have to be tested by this, a third-party state-approved lab. So we have test results for all our stuff. You're not getting that on the street corner. No, and, no, no, for, not that, that. That's for sure. And you never know what's. God, God forbid, fentanyl is. Uh, that 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 scares the heck out of me. I mean, you know, that's not very nice. You're going to put all those drug dealers and all those funeral homes out of business. You know, you guys should feel bad about that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they can get unemployment insurance. Maybe, maybe that's a that, that's a view from Wolfie. You know, uh, he takes a different view of a different outlook uh, every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for mentioning that, Wolfie. I'm sure some of them. Oh, I I know. I don't know what we'd do without you. But at this point, uh, Dave, why don't we take our first break, and uh, we'll be back to further our conversation to learn more about the benefits of uh, uh, of uh, uh, adult cannabis and uh, maybe some of the other products uh, uh, from that world as yep. well. So, uh, Davey, why don't you take us away, kid, and we'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here uh, with the folks from Alternative Healing, and we're talking about uh, uh, the uses of uh, uh, both recreational and uh, adult uh, uh, medicinal uh, use marijuana. Uh, 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 Ellen, uh, 
from your experience as a nurse, uh, what are the some of the positive effects that you know you might have seen or you've come in contact with, and what could you speak to that you know it's not like uh, what was the what was the uh, the movie uh, years ago? Uh, weed fever, marijuana fever. What the heck was the name of it? Marijuana mania. Something. No, no, it was no, something. No. I'm a little young for that. No, movie. Yeah. no. It was. My uh, parents have definitely told me about uh, it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we can't think of the name that's of it. Because we're oh, we've all forgotten it. Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. Reefer Madness. That that was it. But uh, the youngest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He Googled it. <laughs> Did you? But uh, yeah. it's, it's not quite like that uh, uh, these days. Uh, well, if it's far, it's, it's so far yeah, from that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that's why we um, we're so proud of what we do because we're extremely compliant. We have amazing products, and like I said, we have um, we've created products for. Um, children that are being managed by a, a pediatrician, and there are some things that they respond to cannabis better than pharmaceuticals. And is it different uh, de- amounts of THC that that you grow for different applications and and different uses? So I wouldn't say that we do. So we grow a multitude of different strains. Okay. So we'll grow it, dry it, cure it. And then we'll send it up to our alchemist upstairs in our extraction lab. He extracts it, makes the concentrate. And then after we get the test results that we were talking about earlier, then we kind of decide what product we're going to make. And then we could decide, you know, if this tests 15% or this tests 30% or this tests 75%, you kind of pick and choose what product you put And you don't test that yourself. That's done by an outside lab. That's That's correct. Not not to keep everybody honest, but... No, uh, that's what it is. It certainly certainly does, I I bet. That's another story. Well, I don't think you want a kid getting 70%... uh, THC. No. I mean, you know yeah, yeah. Child well, who's well, being treated. Well, you with don't cancer. want anyone well, that. Yeah, you you want to know exactly what you're getting in, and we do a lot of education because there are people that want to try it because they hear so much about it and how helpful it can be, and you know we want to make sure that they have a really good experience, and so and we it do works a for lot them. Of, yeah, yeah, we do a lot of teaching, and I, I understand that the two major strains are indica and sativa. Um, wh- That's correct. Are those those two strains kind of lend themselves to different applications or different? That's correct. So the there? classic kind of thing is indica will make you sleepy and kind of giggly and tired, and the sativa will get you uppity and really going. But now, I mean, in the last even thirty years, everything's very been very hybridized, where everybody the breeders were taking the sativas and the indicas and crossing them together. So now we have oh, a boy. huge gene pool of just you laugh hybridized. To sleep. Yeah, where it's, it's not a bad thing. I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing because we're just unlocking so more different combinations of cannabinoids and terpenes and different effects that we get from the plant. So where there are still heavy indicas and heavy sativas around, yeah. what you're majorly majorly will find is uh, hybrids. And how about CBD? Do you do, do do your products contain any levels of CBD? Because we we all hear about the benefits of CBD for joints and your and being able CBD. to move around and stuff. Uh, 
Can you, can you put some of that in there as well? So I could let you know about we do grow CBD. We make CBD concentrates, and we do offer CBD products. But I could let you, uh, Stephen give you a little more detail. Well, yeah, so that, it's a little complicated, right? Because um, when you buy CBD from a dispensary like ours, it is slightly different from the CBD you might find at the local corner store or the gas station. Way different. Yeah. So it gets a little confusing, right? There's the hemp plant. So maybe this is a good place for you to explain some of this, Matt. But there, it's the CBD that you find in the corner store comes from hemp, um, and it's where it's. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but where it is the same plant, it, yeah, it's, it's why it it's, doesn't have the same cannabinoid profile that these uh, these specific strains that breeders have bred to have certain cannabinoid profiles. Yeah, where hemp is just. I mean, I'm not a scientist either, but yeah. it's it's industrial. But it's hemp, industrial. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, hemp. it was banned in the 20s or 30s, wasn't it? Uh, I, but it was used for ropes. I mean, so the, it's hemp good was, for that. Hemp was bred from was bred to make clothing and and rope and and things like that. Paper. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't meant to be a medicine. So and now people are using that same plant and it does have CBD in it and it's bred to also have no THC. So the important part of when you're actually using cannabis as a medicine is that you want the full plant. You want all the cannabinoids, all the terpenes, all the, the THC, the CBD. There's, there's, there's what, hundreds, thousands of yep. things in the plant. They haven't even figured them all out yet. But the idea is that using the full plant and getting all of these things, they, they refer to it as the entourage effect. You want the, you're getting the effect of the full plant. So things that are, so when people make CBD from hemp, it has virtually, it's been bred to have no, t- less no than THC. 0.3% THC yeah. in it. Yeah. So it has very little of that. Okay. We'll make a, a CBD product that might be extremely high in CBD, but still have a bunch of THC in it, but you don't get that same and effect. And would that, would that be a, a, a bud, or would that be a gummy, or would that be It could be all other, of those things. Yeah. It could be, could, really. Could be a, yeah. yeah. You, you, can, you can put... THC and CBD in in a, in in a, in a bud and yeah. So what we do is we select strains that will have a ratio. That's the beautiful thing of popping your own seeds and yeah. searching through the different phenos. We have found multiple phenos of certain strains that have fifteen percent THC and ten percent CBD, or vice versa. Wow. And different combinations. In- interesting. And those different combinations will heal people differently. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's um, wow. That's that's very interesting. Uh, I I couldn't imagine that you could grow plants like that. But yeah. now with gene, all the gene, uh, lots of breeding. And yeah. All, all that uh, 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 examinations now that they've done the that we've we've come so far that it's uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's uh, unbelievable. Amazing. Now, do you folks turn your product? Do you? Turn it into 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 gummies as well. Yeah, so that's a great question. So as Matt mentioned earlier, we have our own lab, and we have our own kitchen. So they'll take the plants from downstairs. Um, oftentimes now it's all fresh. We cut the stuff down fresh. They freeze it, and then they can extract the oil and other parts of the plant yep. out of it. All yep. the good stuff. All the good stuff, and then we take that, and then we can make things out of it. We can put it into food. Which that is how, oil, which that, is how that, we, that that extract. Yep, we use the extract. We we make 
we we don't we don't we don't call them gummies. We call uh, ours are called jellies, but it's oh, the same right, thing right. because they're more jelly-like as okay. opposed to gummies, which is like eating an eraser. Yeah, which we're not fans <laughs> we're not fans of. So ours are much better. But um, that is what we make. Yeah, so we make all kinds of edibles: cookies, brownies, truffles, jellies. Um, also, offer an awesome bomb. Yeah, we make a topical that you put on your that you put on your on your. You, know, you just put well, it on. Well, with the, with the, with the broken neck, two. I've had a discectomy, a laminectomy. I've got uh, nerve damage. Uh, you might have to come in and get some. Don't you think, huh? Have yeah. you got a bathtub? I full think of so. It? I could, yeah, I could just. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna need at least two jars. Of that <laughs> <part>. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be a uh, a, a, a wonderful user. Uh, the pain as I as I get older, my break my broken neck is absolutely well. Destroying you might. Me. Let us know how that works. The, the, Let us know the how that numbness goes and the the pains I have in both of my hands now are just it's finally catching up to me. It 40. works for people that have neuropathy and elasticity yeah. and, yeah. and all yeah. types of things. Yeah, circulation. Yeah. Oh, so put it on. Man. Just small point. Don't touch your eye afterward. It's got camphor and menthol in it, so it would just sting from that. But if you put it on your skin, it's no problem. Okay. But just so you know, so when we extract the soil, we make things like tinctures that are drops. So you can get cannabis that way. Um, you can smoke it. You can put it in a vaporizer. Do you have tours of your facility by any chance? Uh, the upstairs. The, the upstairs. Yeah. Not you got so to so be a super huh? VIP to get. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell Smart. You'd have to come interview for a job. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. all right. I got well, an application. Be, there is a reason for that, too. We, yeah. the, our cultivation is extremely clean. Just the biosecurity. The biosecurity. Yeah. So yeah. we want to keep the bad stuff out, which sometimes includes people. Well, I, oh, <laughs> nothing against not. anybody. But. Oh, the fewer people, the, 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 the better for sure. Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, sure. in that <laughs> building, the plants are more important. They're they're the most important thing because that's what's making the medicine for the people. Yeah, no question. And we have to keep them safe. No question. And if we can't, you know, places, a you lot of other places, and I won't name anything, but like yeah. I've seen other places that don't take the same amount of biosecurity that we do, yeah. and they have issues. So oh, we take it. We take oh, it boy, very, yeah. very, Into very a seriously. Growing, yeah. As as, as a grower that own nine greenhouses. Growing anything indoors yeah. is a difficult situation, yeah. and overnight mold weed. can happen, uh, uh, white fly can happen, God aphids, all kinds of yeah. crazy, crazy whatevers can happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, not but, in our uh, building. Yeah, now, and you have no glass. You're not a greenhouse. Nope. No. And is it uh, uh, fluorescent lamps? Is it uh, so special uh, we just lights? recently did a full changeover from HPS lighting, which is that classic kind of orange glow you see in a grow room, to full-spectrum LED, which is going to, you know, it's better for the earth. We're saving energy. Um, from what I could see and what the patient is saying, the plants are ab- – I mean, uh, the plants are loving it. The product's amazing, and I mean – I'm very happy with how the the changeover went. Nice, nice, very, very nice, very nice. And uh, at this point, we're coming up to the halfway point here. Uh, at, at at some point, uh, Wolfie, uh, have we got that that song lined yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. We just want to make make make. Are you going to play it? That, uh, 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 dear friend Susan Bryant, uh, 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 her father. You know, you folks know Susan from from Don and Howell. Yeah, they knew her father. He used to bring him the daddies in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. He loved, he loved it. it. Uh, John Bryan, a, a fan of the show, uh, would meet him afterwards uh, and have a 
he'd drink, he'd have cocktail for cocktail with us. And uh, unfortunately, this past week, uh, about a week and a half ago, I think uh, he he lost his uh, his life. But I think he had a very full life. Ninety three. Ninety-three. Anything with a nine in front of it is is is, yeah. is good, you yep. know. It is good. As, especially hope. as we get closer, it doesn't seem as old as it used to be. Uh, uh, but know, his favorite song was "Ghost Riders in the Sky." Who sang that? Um, it was. Um, I was just trying to look it up. I couldn't find it. I know. I know. Johnny Cash sang one of them. Uh, Johnny Cash had part of that. Was it Johnny Cash? I, I know him and uh, I think him and oh, um, Willie Nelson, Nelson did that. An early version of that. Right. Yep. He's in yeah, and the I'm doors sure. and the doors for those yeah. in the seventies, the doors did a version of it. Yep, yep. No, but, I but he see. was he was the, he was uh, uh, fond of the uh, the TV show, uh, which was not Rawhide, but it was um, it was it was it was uh, one one of the old westerns that used to play it. Yeah, and that was uh, John's uh, favorite song. Uh, we uh, played it for his birthday a while ago, and if we can, uh, if we found it, no, he's just looking it up. Okay, right. if we can I'll find help, it, I'll go in there and help with the techie thing. I'm sure you'll oh, just God. get it all straightened oh, out. We won't be show. back on. You well, got that's a guitar. The show's over. We're not so good with names That's here. Okay. That's okay. That's why we gave you the card. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was a subtle hint, a slap in the face for me. No problem. I've got hit with bigger. I've got hit with bigger hammers. Listen, if if Wolfie goes on the control board, we won't be back after this. No. After these messages. So if we don't come back on, you know, Wolfie's in the control booth. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks there'll be, for tonight's show. Eight thousand Teslas that all of a sudden will go out of control. Hey, and you know, before we go on this break, we have to wish somebody a very happy birthday. Who's that? That's Kate. 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 Where Kate. would we be without without, oh, without idea, Kate. Kate? Kate is our wonderful uh, server Bartender. at, at, at Happy birthday, Kate. to make sure that we get taken care of. Uh, and, to, and, we, we and show yesterday up. was her birthday. But yes, yesterday. Twenty nine. Uh, Twenty nine years old. Whatever. Maybe. Well, Maybe. twenty nine. That, that's that's uh, what she's sticking to. That, Twenty nine. Yep. She <laughs> smiled heavily when uh, so when, when we mentioned that. Over? No, that before. before. Oh, before. Yes. When the show's over, we can't get to bed fast enough. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. As long as we're doing plugs, we got to do quick for the C note in Hull. They did a fundraiser for us Friday night, and it was all kids playing. They were absolutely terrific, the band. And um, all the door proceeds from the C note went to American Legion Post 140. Cool. So they were really nice. So they're going to do that again in a awesome. few months. So it was really nice. We got to support the kids playing. The kids weren't like kids. We're all looking around going, where's the kids? It was yeah. like professional. So we just want to thank the C-Note again, and we're going to do that again in three or four months. A veteran voice will do that. Very nice. Very nice. All right, folks. Well, at this point, Davey, why don't we take it away for our second break, and uh, we'll be back after these messages to continue with uh, <laughs> Alternative <laughs> Compassion Services. ACS? ACS. Can I say ACS? All right. I won't ask any questions. Bridgewater and Hull. All right, kids. All right, Davey, take it away, and we'll be back after these messages. Well, welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso host of uh, Veterans Voice Radio tonight. We've got the folks here from ACS. Uh, 
uh, so we can ask them some questions. But uh, we're, we're talking about the different uh, um, uh, uses of both uh, uh, medicinal and recreational marijuana and uh, what the difference is uh, from uh, the marijuana that's uh, out on the street that, uh, uh, that really we don't know. You know where it comes from, uh, but Matt, you're you're so controlled that uh, you know exactly where it's coming from. And, and, we sure and, do. And also with the fentanyl today, the problem with fentanyl being in everything, everything they seem to be putting in, you name it, they want to put it in it. So uh, I, I like the idea that it's it's a, there's a um, independent test oh, yeah. on your flower, so that you know it's not just growing it. And we talked to off mayor about spraying the the plants with pesticides from 40 right. years ago and so it's it, obviously it's it's a, a cleaner product and that's, you know the dose which is really and that's important. that's the key that's so right. important yeah yeah and the testing it's it's not just two people in, in a microwave in a bowl in a, in a box <laughs> room it's right. it's some serious stuff yeah. and we're tested in parts per billion wow. not parts per million for microbials, bacteria, molds, heavy metals, pesticides, and I could go on and on and on. Matt, and what kind of experience do you have as a grower, if I could ask? So I'm, my parents are listening, so shout out to them. Yeah. Um, I'm a second generation grower. Okay. Um, and that's kind of, I was introduced and completely supported by my parents to kind of take this kind of road that I've been taking. So I've kind of been working with it. Since I've been 15, 16, 17 years old, I'm 37 now, so that's kind of my experience. And I've always had it in my life one way or another since then. And you folks are growing indoors, so you've got some particular problems to worry about from that aspect, don't you? Yeah, you could definitely have problems, but like we were talking about earlier, the biosecurity and we take lots of precautions so we don't have any issues. Pesticides are... Verboten in in your uh, no pesticides at all. I bet the state would frown on those. Oh yeah, definitely. And it and it'd show up in the. uh, It would definitely show up in the testing. It wouldn't be good for the patients, and it's just bad, bad for the plants. Um, The only thing we use for obviously biosecurity. You know, if we ever have a visitor come in, they're in a Tyvek suit, they have booties on, they go through an air shower, they get sanitized top to bottom, beard net, hair net, mask. Gloves. I could go. I could keep yeah. going on. Any tools they bring in get sprayed with isopropyl alcohol. That's how serious we take this, because doesn't take much. No, because it lose the whole house. A contamination yeah. could could really mess things up. Oh, I used to grow nine greenhouses, and uh, yeah, and we'd have a problem with in one of them every year, every spring. As as careful as we kind of tried to be, yeah, one house would always get infected. We'd shut it down. We'd lose it. We'd spray whatever we could find on it. Yeah. Um, Luckily, we don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, whatever we had, we... Uh, Some Windex? Or? It didn't matter. It, well, if, it, you're it Greek, didn't matter. if you're a Greek, Windex cleans everything. It, it, <laughs> I was going to say. It, it all went in the spray can, and we just took care of uh, whatever, but... Uh, Hey, and was, I grew up on a farm, so I, know. Have, I have no idea what in the 50s and 60s what we sprayed. I can imagine. Nobody knows. Uh, it was probably pre-Agent uh, Orange stuff we were spraying in the field. There's no sure. question, no question. Uh, so now with the product being grown here, you don't have to worry about the problems of, of anything coming, being smuggled in over the border that was grown in somewhere in Mexico or China or wherever. It's a pure, clean product. 
I mean, I'm sure that's still happening as, yeah. as much as I don't want to say it's happening, yeah. but it's definitely slowed. I mean, I'm not a detective who work for the FBI, but I'm sure it's <laughs> slowed. Yeah. I'm sure it's slowed very much so since the introduction of any sort of legal cannabis like in California in 96. Well, and, and so now what do we get about four or five years in, in, in involved here? Uh, what do you think the next four or five years are going to bring? I don't know, but I'm excited to to be involved with it. Nice. I think so. Hopefully, we stop selling licenses everywhere. Hopefully, yeah. it kind of just plateaus. Controls, yeah, um, a little. Bit. Hopefully, yeah. the dispensaries start to kind of work together again a little bit yeah. more. Where some we're still trying to we're still working together a little bit, but it was kind of like a tight knit group in the beginning where you know we were really working together and talking with each other. So I hope things get a little tighter and you know. Everybody just starts working together, and we could just continue so putting you, the best stuff out. Do you have, out. like, a coalition of owners yet? Have you put something together that maybe the owners should get together? And There there, there have been, and there are groups for that. There's, like, uh, a chamber. Yeah. A cannabis chamber of commerce type of thing. Well, I know you get the government in, but I'm talking about... No, no this is a private group. It's a private group. Yeah. Because yeah. I had a business, they, and we did that, and it was very beneficial to... Yeah, they advocate you know, for certain things with the Cannabis Control Commission, which is the state agency. So they they, they do that. Um, but as Matt pointed out, there's a lot of, I mean, it's a complicated industry and there are people that just want to cut corners. And so pricing is up to the individual grower, not the, it's not a set price by the state? That's correct. Yeah. It's all being, yeah, it's a... Well, it's, it's now like on the medical side, and, but on the medical yeah. side, how does that work? If there's, there's no insurance, won't cover it, right? No. So the difference is, if uh, so, the, the, some of the minor differences are, if you're a medical patient, you get a certification uh, annually, right. and then you can you can buy. And on the medical side, we're allowed to give discounts, and we have programs to support. Which and no sales tax. No sales there's tax. No sales tax. We have veterans programs. We have veterans programs specifically. We give a we give a discount every day, no limitation to what you can buy and, other and, than the and, state limitation. And, and of course, there's nothing that's a that's a panacea for everything, but have you have you seen um effective results within the PTSD world and the calming effects that either the indica or the or the uh whatever the other one was uh Of course. Yeah, would would be so. You 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 see the calming effect. We do from this. Yeah. Um, testimonials. Yeah, we have testimonials oh, yeah. all the time. But we also make a product, uh, which referred to as RSO. It's an acronym for uh, a guy named Rick Simpson who created an oil back in the. I don't know the sixties. I think yeah. he he was in Canada. He created he had cancer, skin cancer. And he created this this oil, and he used it, and he cured his cancer. He healed himself. With it. Really? Yeah, he healed himself. So it's just like a particular formula. So we make that. Very concentrated. It's a very concentrated formula, and there are different versions of it. And we sell that as a medical dispensary. You generally don't, you won't find that in an adult use or recreational dispensary. Sure. And it's so it's very typically it's very high in CBD or yeah. THC. Yeah. But we have the CBD one works extremely well. It really it can relax. It can relax you. It's very good for anxiety. It's take good. the edge off. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's like a like a dab of it. It's very concentrated, but people use it for all kinds. Helps people with arthritis, just pain in general. 
It's a because it's CBD is a very strong anti-inflammatory, so this stuff is just super concentrated, nice. and you can't buy that over the counter anywhere. Nice. So, how do so, the physicians find that? Do you send something out to them saying we have this product? Is it up to them to research it for their patients? No. So in Massachusetts, you get a certification from a mass registered doctor, but most of these doctors that are, they're certified by the state to do certifications, uh, but they're not sort of people's regular general It's not your primary doctor. And their goal is to certify you, not, not make recommendations. So we use all this information that we've gathered over the years from dealing with people. We have tons of data from people that use it that say, I use this, and it helped me with this. So if I'm a patient and I go to the doctor and get certified that I need something for anxiety, say, or, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, they come to you and say, okay, I have this problem. I'm certified. What should I use? Exactly. The patient, comes the patient to you. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we offer consults. And, okay. yep. and, we, and again, we, do, we make a lot of decisions to try. Cannabis is very much of a little bit of trial and error because... So, so you do know, you track those patients? If you give them, say, product A... And three months later, I come back and go, it's not really working for me. Do you then move me to product B? Frequently enough, and they have really good relationships with the people that work in the dispensaries. And they they get to know them really well. And the important thing is that they, they don't just, you know, walk in and just, you know, buy whatever. They come in and they, they... the staff want to know, well, what are you looking for? What are you trying to treat? What are you going to use it for? Yes. Right. That's really important. That doesn't always happen. And from there, then they, they know the products really well. So they know our products. They know what the patient wants. And from there, they, they can really match. make some good yeah. recommendations. To and try. then they do follow up because the patient comes back again and says, Yeah, that didn't, that work. didn't work for me or that was fantastic. Yep. And so, um, you have more than one choice. Oh, many. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The way that individuals' bodies um, respond respond to the the cannabis products, I mean, everyone is so different. It's totally different. It's really based on it's uh, you have an endocannabinoid system that responds to the cannabinoids in the cannabis, and everyone's body needs something different. It's always struggling. So you have to be willing to give it a little bit. You have to put a little work into it if you want it to work for you. But do you track it as a, like, if I come in and say, my name's Justin, do you somewhere say, okay, Justin had A, B, and C? They do have it. They have a profile on the patient. So say Justin by Mountain Temple last week. You know, look at what the way the doctors prescribed all these opioids. Holy oh, boy, I mean, where was the control it's there? Disgusting. Yeah, there wasn't any. There was but, a, a, a totally opposite. Right. We do know a, a couple of physicians who are actual primary care physicians, so they will fought, they have, you know, they have alternative. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. slightly different. Than yeah, and they, they recommend cannabis in there. So treatment. is there a list in the medical you can go Massachusetts that uh, says these people are certified? You can go to the CCC website. So you website. go to your primary. Yes. Yeah. Now, how do veterans do it? Because they're out of the VA. So you, it doesn't have to have any involvement with your primary doctor whatsoever. Right. They don't need to give you a recommendation. They don't even call your primary doctor. So okay. if you don't want for some reason, you know, no one has to know. So you just find the who's uh There's a list of about five or ten doctors yeah. uh, in each oh, of A lot more than that, yeah. No, if more you go, than that now? Yeah. If you go on, in mass, if you go on the Cannabis Control Commission's website, <laughs> there's a there's a... There's a tool. I mean, you can look up all these 
Yeah. So as a veteran, I would I don't have to go to the VA and just find That's one correct. of these doctors. Oh no, you don't have to go. No, no, the VA no. Will de- no, it's totally I'm doing fabric. And it, and it's totally not, separate. I'm doing yeah, fabric. Doing fabric. <laughs> and it's not reported. I mean, is it? I mean, you are no, it's you're, a, you're no, controlled it's doctors. It's, it's private information. Yeah, one of the biggest are, worries with people is is my doctor going to know? Sure, they, is my employer going to know? The stigma with cannabis is bad for or a lot of doctors. It, they have a bad stigma on cannabis. Sure. So they're scared for their primary doctor to know. Yeah, so, but opioids. Uh, you know, it's um, terrible. Oxycontin's much better. So for we just you. want people to <laughs> know. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll my, give you my, all that. We we know what the results are. Yeah. But uh, at this point, Davey, why don't we take our last break, and uh, we'll come back. And uh, I want to ask uh, these these folks here with ACS about uh, mushrooms, and uh, what. Mushrooms might be, and is there any future? Uh, I see a lot of uh, treatment uh, from that aspect on on television. But uh, Dave, why don't you take it away, kid? And we'll be back after these messages. Well, 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 yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your your, your host of uh, Veterans Voice Radio. Uh, uh, as we're talking uh, with uh, 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 folks here from ACS about uh, their products, and uh, of course I have to come from left field and throw a uh, a mushroom uh, uh, question. But we're all fun guys in here. Yeah, yeah no you know, pun so intended. Not about a bing, you know? How's that, Pat Wolf, you know? But uh, uh, it, it, I'm sure it's a different growing process and different... different um, so I'm not uh, the director of mushroom growing at ACS, yeah. but I do know <laughs> when growing mushrooms, it needs to be in a similar environment. Not similar, but it has to be very sterile, very clean, very controlled. Uh, the temperature, the humidity, and just it needs to be super clean. And would it have different characteristics do you think would mushrooms uh, so, be different than what you folks are involved in just like the cannabis that we grow we were talking about all the strains that we have yeah there are just like there's porcini and morel and chicken of the woods there are i don't know how many strains of mushrooms Lots. there are but yeah. there's tons yeah. of strains of mushrooms that taste different but if we're talking about psilocybin mushrooms there's definitely different mushrooms that offer different strengths of effects different effects and then now like we were talking earlier too there's people breeding these mushrooms for different effects and and just just trying to see what they could find in the gene pool whole new industry huh it's totally separate yeah yeah it's you know it won't be regulated by the cannabis control commission i can assure you of that it'll be a totally separate thing and until there's way more research and more regulation and more understanding of that you know plus I'm going to be retired by then, Greg. So. Yeah, so, and I'll be long gone, and uh, we'll be uh, out uh, watching the tide come in. That's going to be my next job. Uh, uh, I've already got my business cards lined up. Yep. I will be a professional tide watcher. So, That's so, all I'm, so, I'm so AC- come in and go out. So, ACS is in uh, Bridgewater and Hull, you said? Correct. Yes. Okay. And those uh, those are the only two you have currently? That's correct. And, AC- and you're opening Hull already as a medicinal uh uh, operation. That's yes. correct. Retail for two years, we've been there for and, medical. And where are you located in how? That's uh, 175 George Washington Boulevard. And for those that don't know, you can't get to... We're right before oh, the beach. Right before the beach, you know, before we used to watch, uh, see the roller coaster. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, what a thrill that was. 
Hey, it's still going. It's, yeah, it's down I know. in Annapolis, Maryland. Is that where it is? And they took it apart and brought it to Annapolis, Jeez. Maryland. Oh, that's awesome. God bless for those, for that those thing. history buffs out there. It was rickety and crickety uh, when it was done uh, here. I can't imagine what it's like no, now. No, it was called the Giant. It was the sixth highest roller coaster back in the 30s, and the 38 hurricane took the helix off. And they never put it on, but when it went back to Annapolis in the 80s or 90s, they put the helix at the very end. So when you came into the station, you just came in. Now you go through another helix and then into the station. So very nice. nice. It's a cool wow. Ride. That's a good wow. Great, great, great wooden coaster. At, at Paragon Park, it, it used to be right over the uh, miniature golf place. There you go. Yeah. And, and we that. Yeah. Click, 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 click. That was only 96 feet high, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh, oh I thought it was about no, 10 miles. No, the, the big ones there, 2, 300. Oh, but yeah, that was only 96, but that was a big coaster back in the day. Oh, scared the heck out of me. It's a great coaster. Scared the heck out of me uh wolfie i gotta uh, what what are we doing here with uh riders uh do we have it lined up uh i don't think so oh no we'll we'll play it next we'll week wolfie next week. susan will be happy if we do it next week yeah okay we'll do it we'll we'll, we'll you know we've mentioned uh the passing of our dear friend john uh uh uh, uh an olympic yeah he was an olympic sailor, olympic sailor. yeah how, how how many olympic sailors uh the only one i've ever met and he was uh he was quite a guy he, he took great pride in um, teaching the kids how to sail and teaching them lots. And it just occurred to me, he taught uh, the Coast Guard General, Thuggerina, yeah, yeah. how to tie knots. So he that. actually taught a Coast Guard officer how to tie knots when she was a kid. That's really cool. You know, it all comes down. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. completely forgot about that. Yeah. That's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he was a wonderful, kind yeah, you know, a, nice, a, a nice, nice, nice guy. Loved loved his country. Yeah, oh boy, he really did love his country. He was so proud to represent it. And they had the old Olympic. You've probably seen Susan and he wearing it. He wore it to Daddy's, uh, and Susan got a few replicas, and she has the real Olympic shirt. So they fly that like the American flag. It's really exciting. How it's proud. Really cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really proud. cool to be part of that. Proud. So that's John Bryant. Uh, and, to, and to show how good he was, he was actually nice to me. No, so God. there's your sign right there. Every, yeah, well, everybody's got 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 a weird uh, got a weird trait yeah. that they have to follow up on. But Wolfie, this week is a celebration of life. Yes, yes, it's going to be at the St. John's Church at two o'clock in um, Cohasset. That's that big, beautiful stone church, and they're going to play the bells and what do you call it, organ bells things. That's really, really cool. I don't think organs in, have bells. No. <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna play hell's bells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hand, well, hand bells. Maybe we could get a few of those Santa Claus guys from. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, from yeah, Salvation yeah. The bell do that. One of those guys is gonna be there. Yeah, somebody. And then um, <laughs> at, at eleven. <laughs> Thank you for listening <laughs> in tonight. Susan. <laughs> yeah, I told you'd be better if it crashed. So, and then at eleven o'clock, they're gonna take a walk in Coasset Harbor to show where they all grew up and where they sailed and practiced. Um, for the Olympics and also that'll be a fun walk and then enter the lighthouse keepers with a special fish chowder that John loved and then we'll all go up to the church and service they'll probably make me stay outside in the church I don't think they're going to let me in probably not probably not but uh, John <laughs> Bryant we'll miss you John and uh, I know that Susan and uh, uh, what's uh, Susan's brother Gardner Gardner, Gardner uh, uh, will be uh, a, a, a big hole in their heart uh, uh, they they all live together in Cohasset. Uh, they had a beautiful home there, and uh, um, they had a nice life together. 
They really did have a nice. It was it was like the American dream, you know, the mother, the father, the kids. Yeah, they all they stayed even together. Took, they even took Greg and I in for Thanksgiving way yeah. back. That shows how kind and nice they were. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They thought yeah. you were homeless, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Wolf, they, they, they just figured Wolfie needed an haircut. You know, haircut, yeah. uh, maybe they'll get lucky. But uh, unfortunately, we only got a couple of minutes left to go here. But uh, folks, I want to thank you so much for for coming in tonight and sharing us. Uh, sharing with us what you have, but you're part of our network. I mean, you're at our events now, you're you're at our shows and things, and we really welcome you and, and, and thank you for adding so much to our show tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having thank us. For yeah, having I can't us. thank you enough for having us. Yeah. We, we, uh, we appreciate all everybody's service and all the veterans, and we offer, you know, we we do as much as we can from a, to keep the price of our medicine down to try and help people. And do you so folks have a, committed a, have a website uh, that, that folks should uh, visit uh, to, to see what's going on? Of course we do. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yep, acscompassion.com. Hey, pretty easy to, 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 to follow. That That's not so and bad. It's very easy to become a patient if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they would go Great to that show. website? And would the website show you how to get there's like a doctor's certification? There's, there's links to everything, yeah. and yeah. people are welcome to contact us for help and support if they if they want to talk first. And they come to the veteran coffees all the time, the Hull Coffee, so they have that whole crew come in, and they can convince those knuckle draggers that it's good, then it's really good. Yeah. So all the Hull guys go visit them, and the local crew comes. So yeah, it's yeah. really a good shot. For yeah. The vets. So so thank you very thank you much for having us. Thanks for having us. We're going to have you back in again. Uh, you know, and follow up and see how your your new store is going. But, yeah, come uh, buy some awesome medication. At, at this point, we we really have to kind of go on a different angle here. And and if those of uh, you out there that uh, feeling a little bit lonely right now, and uh, um, you don't have to go through the iterations of a two hundred digit phone number nine eight eight nine eight eight is all you need to do, folks. Call that at the prompt. Press one. You'll, you'll hear from a trained clinician that will not just listen to you, but listen to you and really listen. Give you some advice. And as, as Jenny has shared with us, 98% of those folks that, that call that line, they have a pleasant experience. They're, they're, they're good for now. And the other couple of percent are maybe need to have uh, additional care, but... 988 is that number, folks. Give it a call. And uh, please, uh, next week we've got a, another great show uh, lined up. Is going to be our folks back from VASH. VASH is the VA-supported housing. Uh, it'll be for those folks that have uh, uh, maybe need some help with some rent problems, whatever. We're going to help the veterans uh, uh, find some housing as well as Help landlords You're good. Uh, ac- ac- uh, find some uh, veterans. So take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Anybody here see my old friend Martin? Can you tell me where he's gone?